0: One God gave me a Ferrari because I am a Ferrari.
1: You're a Ferrari too. When God made you,
2: he had all the options put on. You are fully loaded and totally equipped. So do this with me. Whoa, whoa. Where did we ever come up with the style of preaching we have
3: today? There is some entertaining preaching, but not convicting preaching, and the legacy has been
4: tragic.
0: It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is
4: Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech. And there's a young man who's sitting in the shade, who's actually looking at a DVD cover. And I wonder, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, young man, can I sit next to you and chat with you for a moment on the radio while you're sitting and enjoying the shade? Yeah, sure. it All right. What year are you here at Georgia Tech? I'm a grad student. I'm actually in so my... What are you doing here? Yeah, Get out of you. here. I'm trying. What do you mean? Oh, so you're a grad. But have you graduated? No. No. Oh, so you got one year more. One more year to go. Yeah. And what do you want to do when you grow up?
5: Uh, hopefully, work for a research and development company to develop what polymers, coatings. Oh boy!
4: Yeah. Over my head. So uh, plastic stuff yep. that uh, uh, uh-huh. to do what within? it?
5: Uh, whatever is needed to be done.
4: You like making little chemical things move yeah. around? Uh-huh. Yeah. You exactly. like that. What's with the movie, Good, Bad, and the Ugly?
5: Uh, it's just uh, some movies I picked up in case the weather
4: is bad this weekend and I have to stay indoors. Yeah. So. Show me what you got. Good, Bad, uh, and the Ugly. Some
5: classics. Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Uh-huh. And then uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Another wow,
4: classic. an oldie. Yeah. He was a, a war hero. Do you know that? I did, yeah. Pretty cool dude. Yeah. All right, I want to go back to Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Okay. All right, here's my question for you. Ready? So, Which one are you? The good, the bad, or the ugly? Uh,
5: I think I still... Need some time to determine that. <laughs> really? Hopefully the good, but I don't know. Could be the bad.
4: Possibly the ugly, too. I don't know. All right. So how do you know which you are? What's the uh, test? I don't know. That's a good question. I know the answer. What's that? Uh, perfection. Okay. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be the test? Yeah. If you're good or bad? Yeah. All right. How's about the ten Commandments? Yeah. Yeah? Is that yeah. a good test? Yeah. All right. Let's do the test. Okay. How, many, how many lies have you told in your life? quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit okay so if you've told quite a bit of lies uh-huh. what if I told quite a bit of lies yeah. what name would you give to me a liar alright how many things have you stolen in your life um like some I guess alright what does that make you a stealer if you're from Pittsburgh otherwise you'd be a a thief oh, okay uh, let's try this one uh, lusting uh-huh. looking at a woman sexual thoughts sexual desire yeah how many times today um, probably a few. right so you're a you're a luster at heart. You're yeah. an adulterer at heart. Can we say that? Yeah. All right. How's about as a child? Were you a good child? Were you a perfect child? Or were you naughty like the rest of us? I had my times that I was naughty. I guess <laughs> overall, hopefully good. But
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> all right. So there's there's four commandments right there. Okay. All right. By your own admission, you're a liar. You're a thief. Uh-huh. An adulterer at heart. who is a a naughty kid. Yeah. Okay. Are you good, bad, or ugly?
5: Um. Uh, That's bad, but I mean it depends on who you're comparing to. So well, we just did the Ten yeah. Commandments. Yeah, but only one person was ever ever able to, you know, satisfy perfection. So and that person was Jesus Christ. So I mean, if you're if you're comparing just one person, then yeah, everybody's bad. But I think, you know, overall, there's a different test that you know humans can. What would the test be? Um. I mean, I guess that would be the ultimate test to be perfection. But in real life, we're not—we're ma- not made to be perfect. So, okay, let's say,
4: right now, God drops that crane on your head, kills you, you die. Boom! Correct. You're transported right before the throne room of God. Uh-huh. He's on the bench. He is the just judge of all the world. Yeah. And he opens up the books on you. All right. Okay. So he knows everything you've thought, everything yeah. you've done. He knows everything you failed to do. Right. The books are open on you. Mm -hmm. Would you be innocent or guilty before God? We'd be guilty, but hopefully he would,
5: you know, I've done enough that his grace would provide for a little, you know, to make up for the things that I haven't done.
4: Let me share this thought with you. Okay. If a criminal said that to a judge, Uh let's go back to an earthly courtroom. Yeah. Pretty good parallel here. Uh Uh-huh. And the criminal said, okay, judge, I know that I fill in the blank with the crime. I've murdered, I've stolen, whatever. I beat Mm -hmm. up the the dog or whatever it is. Okay. But I gave $20 to the Red Cross and I helped a little old lady across the street. Mm -hmm. The judge would probably scratch his head and say, that has nothing to do with this court case. Correct. Your good deeds or what you think are good deeds Mm -hmm. have no bearing on the case. And furthermore, you're trying to persuade me and almost bribe me with your good deeds.
5: Correct. Yeah.
4: So let's go back to the heavenly card room. Well, hopefully, you know, you.
5: yes, we're not going to be able to do every good deed in this world, but the ones that we don't do and that we should get punished for, I think that's what Jesus Christ came here and was able to, to die on the sin for our sins so that he kind of paid some of that uh, penalties for us. Um, but still, at the same time, we do have to do as much as we can. you know, what, the, what that's... You know, standard is—I don't think we know. I mean, that's why you got to try to do as much as you can. But um... let me let me run
4: this by you. Okay. see what you think of this. All all right? right, and this is going to be very, very harsh up front. Yeah. So just be patient with me, because okay. I would suggest to you that the resolution is better than the one maybe you're wrestling with right now. Okay. Right? There is nothing inside of you that is presently good before God. Just hang in there with me. Okay. All right. It's called total depravity. Uh-huh. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't ever do a nice thing or a good thing uh-huh. or a helpful thing for society. Okay. But here's the problem. Your members, your motives, your thoughts, your desires, everything about you is tainted with sin. Okay. okay? So imagine it. maybe this is kind of a rough parallel. Mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler, we all agree, evil, wicked, rotten guy. Yeah. Right? Adolf Hitler brings a dozen roses to a woman and says, here... Look what to a Jewish woman, okay. he murdered everybody in their family, and says, "Here is a dozen roses." Yeah. What an offering that would be, huh? The roses are beautiful; they're very nice; they smell beautiful. Yeah. But they're coming from Adolf Hitler. Correct. You do nice things. Mm-hmm. You do good things. But they're coming from a guy who's corrupt. I'm not calling you Adolf Hitler. Yeah. But I'm saying you offer something to God and say, "Look at the good deeds I've done." Mm-hmm. To Him, they're not good at all because they're coming from this guy at heart wicked and corrupt. Okay. Right? Yeah. Well, that's pretty harsh, isn't it?
5: It is, but I believe at the same time that, you know, as, as a human being that believes in, in God and Christ, that, you know, there's the Son, uh, the uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So, no. And the Spirit can live within us. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the, this earthly body we have, I think, is corrupt because it's made of this world, but there's a Spirit that does live inside of us that, that has you know, good good inside it that can overcome the the evil tendencies that our body has. Right.
4: But you know I agree with that. Okay. But the question is how does that spirit get into you? Here's here's what I think mm-hmm. where a lot of people stumble on the whole Christian religion idea. Okay. They get out of the starting blocks wrong. You yeah. know. When I asked you if you're a good person, a bad person or an ugly person, you were trying to figure it out. Yeah. Here's what the Bible says. We are all by nature sinful and corrupt and unclean. All of our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. Mm -hmm. Everybody falls short of God's standard. So God looks down at us from his vantage point, comparing us to himself, which is perfection, Mm -hmm. which is revealed in the Ten Commandments. And he looks at us and we are wicked, awful people. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing we can do that is pleasing to him in and of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And until an individual arrives at that place where they agree with that not only am I not good I am wicked awful bad Mm -hmm. I think they're starting in the wrong place because once you get to that point then all of a sudden that idea of Jesus Christ the God man like you rightly said the Trinity you got that exactly right dying for somebody like me is suddenly almost makes you want to gasp for air because the fact that God would do that for a sinner like me is beyond my comprehension and then when we come to him lowly and broken, confessing and turning from our sins and putting our trust in Jesus, yeah. without confessing any goodness of our own, but calling out to God for mercy, he then takes the goodness of Jesus, gets credited to your account too. Okay. So not only will you be seen as not guilty when you repent and trust the Savior, mm-hmm. but you'll be credited with the righteousness of Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. You will be seen as holy and righteous before God. So that any goodness that we have is because of what Jesus did and nothing that we do. Uh-huh. That way, he gets all the credit. Uh-huh. And he gets all the praise and he gets all the glory. Because if it's something that you kind of do and he makes up the rest, yeah. it's kind of a Mormon idea yeah. or a Catholic idea. You don't do your best and Jesus does the rest. You've done nothing but yeah. bad and Jesus has done it all. Yeah. Okay. Because that way Jesus gets all the credit for everything. Uh-huh. All right, now here's my question for okay. you. That question I asked about being good, bad, and ugly, yeah. it's a really important question. Okay. And it's kind of a loaded one, and maybe you weren't thinking in these terms. Yeah. But it's my experience, and I think the Bible backs this up. If a man thinks that he's good, he has not yet been saved. Correct. Yeah. Because you got to really. come to bed recognizing you're bad and ugly. Uh-huh. So my question for you, young man, uh-huh. have you come to God confessing you're bad and ugly, There's nothing good in and of yourself, and you've turned from your sins, and you've put your trust in Jesus. Have have, you done that? I have. When did you do that?
5: I did it, um, I guess you could say, um, about teenage years. I was 15, um, and I went to a camp, and basically, you know, I grew up in church, so, um, you know, I knew, I I thought I was a Christian, but then I think that's the, the time I decided, you know, it's more than just something you read in
4: words, and so... It's true. Yeah. Okay. So have you been living for the Lord since that time?
5: Um. No, yeah, not perfection. Not yeah. perfection. We're still we okay. still sin plenty. Yes. But yes, overall, yes.
4: Okay. Maybe just examine your heart, yeah. see what's going on. It's good to do a little checkup mm-hmm. once in a while. Okay. All right. Alright. Hey. Enjoy thanks it. for the chat. Thank you. Enjoy the flicks. Okay. <laughs> good choices. man. <laughs> All right. Hey, so you enjoy All the right. shade. All right, see ya witness wednesday here at georgia tech on wretched radio i would say the tomorrow clubs is a wonderful ministry kids are getting saved like crazy not just in eastern europe but also in africa and it's so efficient i was just with paul and cindy marty and i asked and said in in american currency how much does it cost to have a kid come to a tomorrow club four times a month so every single week what what's the what does it take to make that happen ready a buck one dollar that's it the kid comes they get treats they get materials that they learn the bible they memorize a buck, because it's it's all volunteer-driven, all those dear ones that are volunteers. It's an amazing ministry, and if you have a heart for the lost in Eastern Europe, Africa, and you love supporting ministries that are super efficient and biblically sound, I would point you in the direction of tomorrowclub.org slash wretched, tomorrowclub.org wretched, and ask, how many children might I be able to support per month?
1: Buckle up. Get ready. It's going to be a wild ride. Where are we going? Does it matter? We're just going on a road trip. That's right. The road trip to truth season four is back and host John Favar is also back this year. He's got a traveling companion. Our buddy Jake Green joins him on the road trip to truth for season four. And this is not going to be your typical grandma's Bible study. If any of the other seasons of road trip are any indication, you know exactly what we're talking about. Hard hitting questions, controversial topics, and a heaping dose of biblical truth, sin, death, atheism, racism, you name it, they're going to cover it this season and they won't pull any punches while they're doing it. They're going to tackle the toughest issues facing Christians today from a solid biblical perspective. Road Trip to Truth season four. It's available now at wretched.org slash four. That's wretched.org slash F-O-U-R.
4: If you happen to be staring down the health insurance barrel and you are groaning because you're going to have to figure out what do we do? Could we change? What do we get in November when it's open enrollment month? That barrel can be removed because every day is enrollment day at MediShare. Would you please call them if you're dealing with the health insurance blues, (laughs) please call Take two minutes out of your day and give them a call at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. If you're not familiar with MediShare, it's affordable biblical health sharing. Average family saves $500 per month, average. Their ratings, high, Teladocs, please check out MediShare by calling them, finding out how much your family will save, or you can visit MediShare.com slash wretched, slash wretched, where every day is enrollment day at MediShare.
0: Books of the Bible. The Apostle Peter wrote to the elect exiles who were facing persecution for the sake of Christ. Peter exhorted them to trust God and to continue living godly lives. He reminds them of their hope in Christ and their high calling. When you want to learn joyful obedience, no matter what your circumstances, look to 1 Peter. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. We're at summer session here at Georgia Tech. And the... There's a few kids around,
4: not a ton, but there are enough. Let's see who we can find to talk to. All right, there's a dude listening to his. Hey, dude, where are you going right now? I'm going to Student Center. I want to ask you a question, one question, all right? Do you believe in Easter? That's the question. I believe in Easter.
3: Yeah. I'm Catholic, so yeah, I believe in it. You talking about the bunny thing and all that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do you define it? What is
4: Easter? The bunny
3: thing and all that? No, nah, I'm saying, uh, like, that to me is just mostly commercial, so people just making money. Okay, okay then the, the religious part of it. The religious part of it, It's yeah. just supposed to be like the resurrection of Jesus. That is That's correct, sir. Yes, sir. So, I mean, just celebrated. I mean... oh, uh, But do you believe in it? Do I believe in it? Yes, yes sir. Oh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't be Catholic if I didn't believe in it, all so... Right. So why do you believe in it? Why do I believe in it? I don't know, I just, um... Uh, i guess it's just faith i, I guess i,
4: I just, well, what's the point tell me why should i believe in easter you believe in easter i hear so why should i believe in easter
3: well i mean like i don't know i was told this when i was very young and then i, st- I still believe it to this day it's just something i really can't explain i believe it's true and you know i, I respect everybody else's faith but i still believe what you know, okay, what's
4: the what was the point why what what was going on there well, okay, so the idea is Jesus. The, the, the years idea ago is died like yeah, that he you know
3: he saved everybody from their sins and everything, and that's the whole point of Easter. Mm-hmm. So um, that's essentially what it is. Um, there's no simpler way to say it. Okay. Yeah.
4: So does, so everybody is forgiven because he died.
3: Essentially, that's what the holiday's about.
4: Everybody, yeah, like Buddhists and Hindus and. Well, in my
3: opinion, I don't care what your walk of life is. I think that you're forgiven. So, I mean, well, I mean, as long as you lead a good life, you know, you don't, I, I have a little bit more of a liberal um, view of Catholicism in that sense. I don't think that if you're not Christian that you go to hell, so.
4: Have you been living a good, good moral life? No.
3: (laughs) I mean, I try, I try, but you know. There's a few things, so, you know. Have Wait. a couple drinks every now and then. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I mean, I try. You know, I think everybody does. What about lying?
4: What about lying? How good are you in that department? Have it you told what kind of lie? A lie a lie. lie. I, sometimes
3: I lie to mess with people.
4: Uh, <laughs> well, you know the type I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty honest trouble. person, you know. Or just say something, you know, hey, uh, I can't come over because I'm busy, but you're just sitting there watching TV. You know. Lying.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, they're pretty justified, though. So I don't really, yeah, I don't really have too much in that
4: department. How do you justify it? I'm curious.
3: How do I justify? Okay, lying? so
4: let's say I ask you a question: Do I do I look fat in these shorts? You know, like a woman would say, "Do I look fat?" If it, in okay, if it's okay, a woman, that changes everything, though.
3: Because <laughs> then you know you I'm got just, you got a lighter, you know. Cause, well,
1: why?
4: Cause why don't I, you just tell her the truth. Because women are sensitive for See, the most here's, part. here's what I think: I think that we tell lies in a, in a case like that not to protect the woman but to protect us from the woman when we tell the truth. (laughs) That's what I think. Well, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, so I still still think it's a lie, but you've told lies to get out of trouble or to make yourself look better, exaggerate a story. Of
3: course, everybody's tried to talk to their parents and just said, hey, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I was just at the party, just, uh, Uh you know, I I was just there, you
4: know. Uh Okay, what about stealing? Have you stolen anything? No. You sure? Other than music. (laughs) Well... That counts. It, it
3: counts, yeah. Okay. But I mean, most of the stuff that I do, if I if I respect someone enough, I'll usually buy it. But if it's something that's really not worth the money that I think they're putting on that little price tag, I'm not gonna buy it.
4: Well, that's like walking into a store and saying, you know, I don't think those Ray Ban sunglasses on top of your True. head are worth it. I'm gonna steal them.
3: True, but th- these are actually like well made
4: and everything. I mean, I, I,
3: I produce music myself, so I can tell when someone hasn't taken the time to do something. So I don't if I don't think it's worth my money, and I know they're still making like. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't. I don't have any problem with it. Sound like
4: a socialist. Let's try this one. <laughs> have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Yeah. Because okay, so that's not pure. That's not leading a moral life, right?
3: Yeah, of course not.
4: Because Jesus said. I like, look
3: just... at that one right there. Like you know. Just...
4: Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm do, good. do you know each other? Uh, yes. Him. Okay. Hey, let me ask you a question about this guy. hes he, he uh, he's, he's, uh, We're trying to determine if he's led a moral life. What would you say? <laughs> Dude, I told that you. wasn't encouraging.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: at all. I, I would tell you no. <laughs> why are you laughing at him? Well... You have beautiful th- teeth, by the way.
2: Thank you.
1: Why,
4: why do you laugh at, at his, his lack of morality? You know him, do you? Well,
1: yes. Well, let's take this example. There is a... Uh, organization function. It was it was like a was supposed to be poetry kind of like a poetry jam type event. <laughs> you supposed to bring, you know, fresh ideas, poems or, Man, that was fun. or some music like ideas like that. This guy sat up on stage with uh, a cup of a rum. <laughs> a cup of rum. It was
4: whiskey.
1: <laughs> okay, whiskey.
4: <laughs> Get the facts straight, ma'am. It was whiskey.
1: <laughs> he had a cup of alcohol and sat there and made the audience uh, create a it was like amazing. a hook to a song.
4: Yeah. Got it.
3: <laughs> I mean, it was like a standard routine, but instead I was getting the audience involved. That's it was it a catchy was.
1: hook. It's a did, catchy hook. It's catchy hook. All right.
4: So on the morality scale, not a ten. Is what, that correct? Not a ten.
3: Right. I'm like a five. <laughs> okay, so you, but
4: you said before. <laughs> I said I tried. Nice to meet you. Nice yeah, I you said. Four? Uh, radio. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. How do you get your teeth that white? Honestly.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I use whitening products. That crest would explain it. Pro health. I do not. Yeah.
4: That would explain it. <laughs> don't put a light on those. You'll yeah. blind somebody. They're beautiful. Crest. Oh, crest. Okay, thanks very much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, right. so here's what you said to me before. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I, 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 I said, said, I said, said that, that I, I tried. You just kind of go to heaven.
3: Yeah. Okay, but I say, if you lead a moral life, I'm not saying that I'm going to heaven.
4: Where are you I, going I never when said you that. I don't know.
3: Like I believe in purgatory first of all,
4: but uh, I'm not even okay, sure if I'm going to go there. There's no place as purgatory. There's heaven. There's hell. There's
3: heaven. There's hell. I'll probably go to hell. Probably uh, at this point in my life. Hmm. So if I just died like right now, that's probably you go happen. to hell. Probably. You're a risk taker then. Yeah, I'm, I'm living on the edge. But you are. Because uh, you do? know, I, I mean, every day I'm, I try to make an improvement and stuff. I'm not. I'm not that bad, but. <laughs> Okay, but
4: here, let me ask you this. If, let's just say, starting today, you cleaned up your act, you were perfectly moral for the rest of your life, you still have a whole lot of immorality to give an accounting for, correct? Yeah, you can say that. All right, so let's say you died in 20 years after being moral from this day forward.
3: Well, I mean, is, like, the immorality, is that, like, some nuclear thing? Does it have a half-life or something like that? I don't think so. You know,
4: the (laughs) the guilt doesn't go away. You know, sometimes they catch these guys from World War II and they're, like, 95 years old. They still put them in jail because time doesn't make guilt go away.
3: Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I mean, you're talking about the difference between, well, I don't think, uh, well, the law would be different. Uh, I don't think the law really defines, uh, the law is not God,
4: so, you know what I'm saying? But God, like, oh, but God is the law.
3: God is like the, I believe he's like the... Um, it's a different... It's not the law that we have here. It's a higher And point. I'm not saying to disobey the law. Either. I'm just saying that when someone gets arrested, that doesn't mean that they don't feel bad for what they did, even if they get arrested at 95, but that's the law. So you'll gotta, you you'll get arrested if you, right. like, you right. know... So if
4: you get arrested, you gotta arrests yeah. your heart, and you die, and you stand before him, and he opens up the books on your life, what is God, the just judge of the whole universe? What's he going to do with you? What must he do with you?
3: I mean, um, I'd probably, I mean, I'd probably, it'd probably be just like court of law. i probably try to make my case and everything. Okay, but, make your uh, case. Go. What do you got? What do I
4: got? You're guilty. I, I, seen I the never killed thing. nobody. I never oh, wait killed anyone. Have you ever been angry with somebody?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, but okay. we've always
4: made up. So. Okay, but you're a murderer at heart. If you just. I'm a murderer at heart? When you yell at somebody, you flip them off, you true, call them a bad name. True. Okay, what's your next offense?
3: What's my next offense? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like uh, I've never really done anything too bad. Like I've okay. never. Have you ever lusted? Yes, Have You so ever, lied? I
4: want. Have you ever yeah. stolen? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. All of those things. Those are bad things. Yes. That's that's his laws. That's right. God is the law. So what's he going to do? But with you? we
3: believe in, um, at least in Catholicism, we believe in different levels of sin, and like some of them, we call mortal sins. So that's like murder and, right. and um, well, stealing to the extent of like, let's say you go to the store and just like rob a bank or something like I that. Understand. You put people in danger. I and understand. then we have something called but, venial but, sins, but and those are
4: supposed to be you can forgive those basically. Okay, but here's the here's the problem though no matter what, what no matter how you want to categorize them yeah they're an awful offense before God, and the Bible says all liars will have their part in a lake of fire true, I will not hold him blameless who takes my name in vain, so if you 've ever used god 's name in a bad way yeah. He's going he's gonna to deal with you, and he's going to yeah. give you what you deserve. That's
3: true. I expect that. And if he's going to do that, he'll send me to hell. I expect that. But I'm a, I'm a sinner. So some right. of the things
4: I do, I can't. i got one minute left with you. All right. Here's what I want to tell you. Please listen carefully. All right. You're right. He's going to send you to hell. But that's not his desire. He wants to save you. Yeah. But he can't just forgive your sins. Otherwise, he won't be just. So in order to forgive your sins and to rescue a, a wicked guy like you and me, he sent his son, Jesus Christ to take the punishment that you and I deserve. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead the third day, defeating death. Mm -hmm. On the cross, he said, it is finished. And if you, young man, will repent and put your trust in him, you don't go to a man in a box, you repent. You call out to him for mercy, and you put your trust in his son and him alone, no other worldview. He says he'll take the goodness of Jesus, and he'll credit it to your account, and all of your sins, past, present, and future, will be completely forgiven, and he'll grant you everlasting life nothing you do merits his favor everything Jesus did does but in order for you to if you will access that you need to repent confess forsake your sins put your trust in him and he promises all of your sins forgiven and the righteousness of Jesus credited to your account then when you die you'll go to heaven not because of what you've done but because of what Jesus did and that way he gets all the credit no purgatory it's heaven it's hell Jesus either died to forgive you or not Think about it, okay? All right. Goodbye. Thank you. We're at Georgia Tech. It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio.
1: And it's now time for a wretched news break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, we start off with some good news in today's news report. Homeschooling has officially become the fastest-growing form of education in America. That's according to new data from the Census Bureau, which shows a dramatic increase in families choosing to educate their kids at home over the past couple of years. Uh, of course, obviously, the reasons for the growth pretty evident. Parents have concerns about what's being taught in public school these days, and and who can blame them? I mean. When you have school districts hiring expensive consultants like they are in Pittsburgh right now to dismantle racism and math, I wonder why so many moms and dads are deciding to take matters into their own hands. And hey, look, I get it. I understand that different Christians have different circumstances and are going to make different decisions. I'm just saying that it is a positive thing to see homeschooling growing so rapidly. Shifting gears now to California, where it seems the golden state has lost its luster for many residents. New data shows that California ranks dead last in the United States for state-to-state migration. Meanwhile, Florida, well, they're soaking up the new arrivals, with Florida dominating the list of most moved-to states. And I would say probably most of them are coming from California. I just made that part of it up, but it wouldn't surprise me of course it doesn't take a phd to figure out why so many people are flocking to florida and fleeing california gorgeous weather booming jobs low taxes pro-freedom policies Florida governor ron desantis has turned the state into a beacon of liberty maybe governor newsom could take some cues from governor desantis on how to make his state more livable and it's not by raising minimum wage to twenty dollars per hour because as we've seen mcdonald's in california Because minimum wage has been raised to $20 per hour, well, they've raised the price of their food. $20 Big Mac, anyone? Finally, heartbreaking news out of Nigeria, where at least 16 Christians were killed in recent attacks by suspected Fulani militants. The victims include women and young children who were shot and hacked to death. Oh, my goodness. Let's be praying for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters in Nigeria and all over the world. And that's been today's Wretched News break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks.
0: Titles of Christ In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who he is and what he has done. Jesus is called the seed of the woman. Immediately after the fall of man, God promised a savior who would be the offspring of the woman. Jesus was born of a virgin, a divine savior born of the seed of woman. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Crash and burn. I got a funny feeling I'm going to crash and burn. This is Wretched Radio.
4: It's Witness Wednesday at Georgia Tech. There are two fellows sitting underneath a tree, witnessing the two. Never easy. But let's give it a go, shall we? Gentlemen, I hate to interrupt this. Could I interrupt it, though, for just a moment and ask you a couple of questions on the radio? You up for that today?
2: Um, I've already talked to you before it Is was, that uh, right? A couple of
4: weeks ago Yeah Where were we? You were we? wearing sunglasses and we were over there That's where we were You remember? Yeah What did we talk about? Well, um,
2: you caught me right after a uh, a young man asked me about uh, my faith And uh, suggested a uh, couple of uh,
4: chapters of the Bible to take a look at Really? I believe so And you didn't and, do it? Uh, no, I did not Okay So the conversation meant nothing to you?
2: Oh, I wouldn't say that. I think if it meant nothing to me, I wouldn't have entered into the conversation in the first place.
4: All right. Let me walk over to your buddy here so we don't ignore him. Hello, young man. What's your first name? Uh, My name's Kip. Are those butter pretzels or regular pretzels? Regular and salty. Because you you must like the salty pretzels. Yeah? What's the point of eating a pretzel if it doesn't have a lot of salt on it, right? All right. Dude, we're talking about the Bible over here. Are you a Bible-reading kind of guy? No, I'm not. How come?
6: Um... Probably due to laziness I've tried to read it But not hard enough Okay Why did you try to read it? I wanted to be able to say I'd read it Because Occasionally radio men pop out of sidewalks It happens it, And if you like you would have been it, prepared It would make for a better conversation Now aren't you yeah. sorry
4: That you didn't read it when you were supposed to? I am regretting it a little bit Yeah At a dinner party And the subject comes up You can say Seen the Ten Commandments Expert I've read the Ten Commandments Yeah Something like that Yeah Alright Do you know what the Ten Commandments are? I probably couldn't list them sequentially. Not asking you to list them. What are they? What's the concept behind the Ten Commandments?
6: A list of rules handed to us on high that we should follow. Well done. Have you followed them? Um, To the best of my ability, in most cases, yes. Hmm. I've not gone out of my way to break the Ten Commandments. Are you sure? Yes. I'm sure that I have not gone out of my way to break them i bet you have. Out of my way? I mean, I'm pretty lazy. We've already established <laughs> I'm that. I'm not even willing to read the Bible. Be. I could mean. be.
4: Okay, let's try this one. Uh, lies. Have you have you lied before? I have. Mm-hmm. That took some energy.
6: But I didn't go and lie with the idea of breaking the Ten Commandments. Does so that make you. a
4: difference? What difference does it make? What zip code you're in or what effort you put into lying? To go with the intention of lying or just, oop, I just ended up lying, really doesn't make a whole lot of difference, does it? I was going with the original question of whether or not I went out of my way All to... Right, it, to All this. right, fair enough. All right, changed it on you. Does it make a difference?
6: Um, in the general sense, that in the intention of your lie makes a difference, but in the context
4: of the situation... Excuse me. I'm not really sure. So intention... Can make you innocent, even though you've done a guilty thing. If I were a criminal and I'm standing before the judge, and I had uh, I beat up my wife, but judge, I didn't intend to. What's he gonna say?
6: Uh, well, I don't think anyone would phrase it that way, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that such thing as motive exists. Well,
4: I lost my head. I lost. I, I we went out to dinner, and uh, boy, the way she behaved, and I cuffed her. I didn't intend to.
6: So we're comparing what might be an off-the-cuff lie that I might tell to you beating your wife. Or oh, I thought you were going to go with the
4: cuffing-cuffing cuffing thing. That would have been a good thing. Uh, uh, right? You missed that one. Uh, yeah, well. maybe,
6: maybe that was why I said cuff. They were, <laughs> they were clever with mine. All right. Uh, but
4: it doesn't make any difference, right? Okay. How's about this one? Ah, uh, The Ten Commandments. Ah, as a child, honoring your mother and father. Yes, I think I've tried to do that. But have you done it perfectly? Uh, no. you were a naughty child. I'm not a perfect child, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I haven't met one yet. I got three of them myself, and they're little monsters sometimes. Right? So we're all kids. So you probably were too, right? I guess you could say that. All right. Were you a monster as a child? Uh, yeah, uh, sure. At times. Okay. All right. By the way, lying. Are you innocent or guilty there? Oh, I've lied. You've lied.
0: Hmm. Thank
4: you for making that nice and. Did you see the brevity of that answer? All right. All right. Stealing. Stolen anything? Yes, young man. Uh, yeah, probably. All right, let's try this one. Instead of acts outside of you, acts inside of your head. Oh, all right, fun. Perhaps <laughs> lust. Have you lusted?
2: Yes, I have lusted.
4: All righty, young man.
6: <laughs> I'm stuck on the all of them comment, but uh, yes. Uh
4: huh. So you have you <laughs> you've lusted. All right. So your 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 thought life isn't pure. Have you ever been just really, Duh, that jerk, that idiot? Oh yeah. Just mad at somebody. Oh along. yeah. All right. And you? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So that would be like murdering in the heart. You don't commit the act. But you're actually murdering the person with your words or your thoughts.
2: I would tend to disagree there, sir. Um, There might be a part of you that wants something bad to happen to that person, but at the same time, the reason why you don't actually act on that is because you can control that.
4: But somebody... Have you ever had an attitude in your heart about somebody that was just kind of nasty because of the way they looked their weight, their size, their anything, their behavior and you just thought really nasty things about them. That's I don't think I'm that nasty, that, no. no. You don't do that.
6: I don't I wouldn't say it anywhere near murdering or even even wishing ill harm on someone. Never done that, huh? If I would have, I think I would have reconciled it later with nah, yeah. it was out of line.
4: Let's try this as far as wishing for something. Coveting, desiring something that doesn't belong to you. Winning the lottery, getting that fancy car that doesn't belong to you. Have you ever coveted?
6: I have wanted things I do not have.
4: Young man? Sure. All right. How many commandments did we just go through? Four? Five? Something like that? Uh, Sure. Something like that? About four or five? On the order, yeah. Okay, so you've broken four or five commandments. Here's my question for you. All right. Let's say you're a young man, you're a young man, but you die. Right. Although, dude, you're getting gray hair. What's up with that? You're aware of that, right? I live a very stressed life. I don't think so. My last name's Gray too, so it's kind of cool. It works out. You know what that's great. called? Nominative determinism.
6: I don't even know if I could say that. Nominative <laughs> de- I'm
4: not sure it applies to gray hair, but nominative determinism <laughs> is when your name sounds like something or it means something, and you go on to be that profession or live that way.
6: I wish I would have been named awesome grad student. Uh, <laughs> or, or maybe
4: just brunette. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> even better. luscious head of hair. <laughs> Well, that would be a little wordy. You wouldn't fit yeah, on most business cards. Yeah. You wouldn't get hired.
6: Cool,
4: What's your first name? Kip. Kip. Luscious head of hair. Yeah. See, that just doesn't have anything to it. All right. Gentlemen, you've broken the commandments. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's say at your young age, God calls your number. It is time for you to die. Every man should think about this. What's going to happen when I die?
2: It's going to happen.
4: It is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he's going to judge you for every thought, every word, every deed. Knowing that, that God sees everything that's going on in your heart and in your mind, every deed done in darkness, everything you failed to do, would God find you to be innocent or guilty of keeping his commandments? Mr. Gray?
6: I would not put it in my realm of thought to guess what God would think of me.
4: But you can conclude pretty easily. If you've broken the commandments, we can use it as a mirror to know exactly what the verdict would be.
6: I wish I could say that I was knowledgeable enough about uh, the hereafter to say that there was a checklist or some sort of determined form that I'd fill out, but
4: I just don't know enough about that, I guess. Let me suggest to you it's the Ten Commandments, all right? And you're filling out the form every day you live, and God's keeping track, and God knows exactly what's going on inside of your heart, your mind, and what you're doing, okay? And we, while we can't know the mind of God, secret things of God are God's secret things, but he's revealed some things to us and he's revealed his standard by which he will judge the world. The Ten Commandments. So if you know that you've broken the commandments then right away you should know this is a presumption that you would be guilty.
6: I agree with you that I think God would be able to say that I've broken the Ten Commandments but that is about as far as I could go only on the logic that I have broken those Ten Commandments as you just so proved.
4: Well then you can stop me if you think this is illogical, all right? But we have a sense of justice of what is right and wrong. And when a criminal is found to be guilty, we all know what happens to that person. He's not rewarded. He's punished, correct? So following that line of justice, of understanding justice, if you're guilty and you're guilty and I'm guilty, I know that, what should God do with us? Should he reward us, or should he punish us? What should God do with you? Uh, well, on that logic and that logic
2: alone, and this is assuming that, uh, the two of us, this is kind of the same point that Kip was making, understand God enough to know how he would think, how he would act, um, which I think relates to how confident are we in the, uh, truth of the Bible, um then, yeah, sure, God would punish us, God would throw me in a lake of fire until the uh, end of time, more or less, after I croak. Uh, that being said, I, uh, not myself, I wouldn't call myself a Christian. Um, I can't speak for anyone else here. Um, so I don't really have any reason to believe, necessarily, that uh, the Bible is the accurate uh, testament of what God would think, out of a situation. That's why I sit here and I seem so complacent about
4: it. All right, guys. That's my own thing. I know I interrupted your thing here, all right? I gotta do a commercial. Will you let me do that and we'll keep going with this conversation? Will you uh, afford, uh, afford me that? I, mean,
6: I, uh, sure, I, I can't be here
4: indefinitely. Me neither. And you know what? I appreciate that, so just sit tight. It's wretched radio.
1: I believe in a culture of life. One of the most impactful moments of my life was when I heard the heartbeat of my oldest daughter. Uh, in my wife's womb and then saw the sonograms
4: Baby in the womb when you see the form and the shape and the fingers and the heartbeat. Would you please consider supporting Preborn? It's a great ministry of life. It has a high anthropology, shares the gospel with women and with the dads. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched.
1: Hey, thank you so much for listening to Wretched Radio today, and I hope you understand just how much we appreciate you for tuning in and listening on a daily basis. We really seriously do appreciate you, and we understand that we wouldn't be able to do the things that we do here at Wretched if it weren't for you. We hear from so many of you on a daily basis, and I got to say, the appetite that you have for the word is downright inspiring. It inspires us to want to reach more people all over the world with the gospel so we can help to get more people in the same place you are with a large, hefty appetite for the word of God. And we need your help to do that. We would love for you to consider partnering with us as an ongoing monthly gospel partner. All of the questions that you might have about this can be answered right now just by visiting wretched.org slash donate or texting the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel.
4: If you are one of the people who supported our joint effort with the Masters Academy International to get Bibles into the hands of people, you're going to hear a thank you letter from May that perhaps will encourage you that what you did was a very good and lasting thing. I'm one of the recipients of the MacArthur Study Bible, so generously given with the help of gospel partners. This will help me in my daily study of God's word and will inform, instruct, inspire me in my walk with the Lord, as well as my service to the Lord in my family and my church ministries how encouraging is that by the way if you're not plugged into the master's academy international everything is about long-lasting impact they train pastors in 18 19 countries and many seminaries around the globe so that pastors can fill empty pulpits and preach that makes a generational difference you can learn more about the master's academy at wretched.org bible or if you prefer wretched.org
0: Pastor. Important dates in Christian history. 1906. The Azusa Street revival in Los Angeles, California, launches Pentecostalism and paves the way for the development of the modern charismatic movement. Pentecostalism is marked by a focus on supernatural gifts such as healing and speaking in tongues. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
4: Okay, this is going to be fascinating. This is going to be very good. This is something I've always wanted to know, and you might have the answer for me, young man. It's Wretched Radio. Okay, your last name is? My last name is Zeller Townsend. Which is a hyphen.
2: Hyphenated last name. And you were just
4: telling me that the reason you've got a hyphenated last name is because your mother? Mother's a little bit of a feminist, didn't want to lose her last name when she got married. Okay, now, here's what I can't figure out. What happens when you get married? What does your wife do? Well, we're going to have to figure that out when we get there. What happens? Because ultimately, I mean, if this keeps going on...
2: Right. Yeah. uh, So if you just continue in a very linear fashion, then sure, eventually you'd end up with last names that would be, like, infinitely long after an infinite period of time. However, I believe the standard uh, thing to do is that you take, like, one last name from one parent and one last name from the other parent and you recombine them. And there's some sort of, like, specific order to do it. You take, like, the... Paternal grandfather and the maternal grandfather. There's going to be
4: fights involved. This yes. is still going to cause a problem. All you've done is just push the problem back a little bit, haven't you?
2: Uh, to me, perhaps. Either way, my kids probably going to have two last names. <laughs> at
4: least. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Here's 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 where we left off. If you recall, I was trying to appeal to your conscience, that little courtroom in your brain that says mm-hmm. I did something wrong. Oh yeah. And that conscience seems to exist globally. Which is an interesting observation that everybody seems to understand that there's lying is bad, murder is bad, stealing is bad, that there are certain things that are bad. I was trying to appeal to your conscience, really outside of the Bible even, that there's something inside of us that says, yes, it is right that justice takes place and that wrongdoers give an account and are punished for their behavior. I'm trying to appeal to that inside of you.
2: Wrongdoers should be punished for their behavior. Uh, I agree.
4: I believe it's the best way to teach them. Now, what I'm trying to persuade you in the most gentle, loving way that I possibly can is that you guys are wrongdoers. That's what I'm trying to persuade you of. That you guys are guilty criminals just like me. I would
2: certainly agree, and I think that's true of anything that isn't a comic book.
4: All right. Would you agree that you are a, if you will, a guilty criminal of breaking the Ten Commandments, the laws that you knew inside of you were wrong? Yes. Alright, so guys so justice says you should get something, you've earned something for yourself and that would be punishment. Dude, While this life can be hard and it can be bad Mm -hmm. I mean what did you just eat, a ten inch pizza sitting there?
2: Uh, This was one slice of a sixteen inch pizza that was made yesterday
4: Okay, and you had some sort of cherry cobbler thing in your backpack there? Life is sweet.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Life life is sweet for me. I okay. mean, any pain I go through is nothing compared to about probably
4: 50% of the planet at least. All right. Now, let me try an analogy. If I tell a lie to my daughter, do you know what's going to happen to me? Probably nothing. Bingo. Now, I'm going to tell a lie to my wife. Do you know what's going to happen to me, Kip? Uh, no, I do not. I'm probably going to sleep on the couch. Okay. All right? Now, let's say I told a lie to my boss do you know what's going to happen to me for lying to my employer?
6: You'll probably get fired.
4: I tell a lie to the government. It's called treason sometimes. Sometimes. The government can put me in jail. Or it can kill you. Or it can kill me. Now, here's what I've done. I've committed the same crime four times, but I've received a more severe punishment each time. What changed in my little tale? Who is dealing out the punishment? Wow, you're fast. Again, okay, who is dealing out the punishment? The one against whom I committed the crime. I committed the same crime, but it was against, if you will, a greater entity, and therefore the punishment is more severe. Are we tracking together, fellas? Sure. Are you with me, Kim? Am I logicing this? Now, let's say that God is the creator and maker of my child, my wife, my boss, and the government, and he runs everything in the universe. He is more powerful, more lofty, more exalted than any of them. If I tell a lie, and it's a crime against him, all of a sudden, my punishment should become infinitely horrible. Same crime, but I've committed it against a greater entity. Therefore, my punishment is exceedingly bad.
2: Against an infinite person? Certainly. Um, based off the logic you just threw out there, the uh, greater the person, the bigger the punishment should be.
4: Okay, so your lying, gentlemen, was against God. And your lusting was a crime against God. And if you've ever done worse than that, and don't even nod at me, if you've looked at pornography or if you fornicated, it was against God. If you have ever been naughty with your parents, which you have, it was a crime against God. If you've ever taken his name in vain, instead of thanking him, you used his name in a profane way, he says, I will not hold him blameless who takes my name in vain, because it's holy. So if you've done any of those crimes, which you have, and they're committed against God, which they are. The punishment that you deserve is exceedingly bad. It's called... Anybody want to fill in the blank? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with hell. It's going to go with hell. All right, so guys, you die. I'm not trying to be presumptive. I'm just trying to think <laughs> this through.
2: I think it's a safe presumption to say that we're all going to die.
4: We're all going to die, but if we're all guilty before God, we all deserve hell. Living in that world, yeah. Okay. And that is the world we're living in. I, All right.
2: I wouldn't agree with you there. Okay. Um, but the I know time, you don't,
4: but I'm trying to reason with you. Okay. All right? Now, that's not why I came to the campus today. I did not come here to tell you that you're going to hell. You are, but that's not why I came here. Okay? I came here with something different. I came here to reason with you, to maybe awaken that courtroom in your brain that says, I'm guilty, I've done wrong things, and I know it. I know I'm dirty inside. And I know i got a problem. I've come today to give you the solution to the problem. God's solution to your problem, and if you ever went to church as a kid, is that God, the just judge, must give you what you've earned for yourself. But he is kind, and he's merciful, and he's gracious. But he's got to punish you because he's just. So we got tension going on right now. God looks down. He sees you a sinner, and he goes, i got to punish him because that's what he's, that's what he's earned from me. But I'm loving, and I love Kip, and I love... What did you say? Riley. Riley. Riley, the Irish sort of hyphenated last sort of, name yes. guy. I love Riley, and I love Kip, but i got to punish him because I'm just. So we got tension here. So the way that God came up with a plan to be just, and the justifier of those that he, he forgives, is to punish his son on your behalf. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, As a representative for you, because he took on human form, but he's God himself, took the punishment of man, which was really God using men to pour out his wrath on his own son on your behalf, died on a cross, taking the punishment that you deserve. So that if you, gentlemen, will listen to your conscience and agree with God, I'm a sinner, I'm not a good man, I'm a bad man, and I deserve his punishment, you turn from your sins, it's called repentance, and you put your trust in Jesus Christ, the goodness of Jesus will be credited to your account. It's the great exchange. God punishing the good man for the bad man. God taking the bad man's sins and putting them on the good man so that you could be forgiven and God can forgive you and still be just at the same time so he can show justice and mercy and compassion all together. Jesus died for the ungodly, for you, sinners. And if you don't respond to this message of good news then he will give you what you deserved. But this day he offers peace. The terms are repent and trust his son lest he be angry. And he will settle the score because of what Jesus did on your behalf. And you will be forgiven. And more than that, you will be credited with the righteousness of Jesus because he kept all of the laws and the Ten Commandments his entire life that you couldn't keep, he did. And God will credit those to your account too. It is called the good news of the gospel, what I just gave to you. You should be very afraid of hell, but this is important. You should not turn to him and put your trust in his son because you're scared of hell. You should turn to him and put your trust in him because he has been so kind to make a way for you, to die for you, and save you from hell. He wants you to come to him in tears, not just scared of hell. He wants you to come to him recognizing what a kind God that would save somebody like me. That is God's desire, to save you. He desires to save you so that he can point to you as a demonstration of his kindness so that God can be seen as a good God by saving a guy like you and a guy like you and a guy like me. That's your purpose in this world, is to glorify God by repenting and trusting his son. That's why I came here, was to let you know that there is a good news story. Now, now we're done and I'm walking away. And last time I walked away from you and I didn't like track you or put a, chip into you to follow you or get you into my cult
6: like the <laughs>
4: or to or to get money from you guys we'll I probably never see each other again maybe we'll bump into each other again that's that's what I wanted to share with you and now I'm done and now the ball is in your court if you will you need to figure out if what this stranger said was true Jesus said what is it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his very soul There's no reason to lose your soul when he offers you peace. Fair enough? Fair enough. I'm done preaching. All right. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to re-meet you, Tom. Yes, nice to re-meet you, too. All right, gentlemen. Thanks for the chat. Appreciate it. See you. All right, goodbye. Who knows? Can't tell you. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on in their hearts right now or their minds. But the good news is... (laughs) <laughs> it's not my job all, all I can do is, is proclaim it and that's all you can do too don't ever forget that please witness to somebody you know and if you're listening to this here program and you have just heard the terms of peace for the first time I would beg you just like I beg Kip and Riley please don't die don't, don't die and go to hell repent and trust Jesus Christ complete forgiveness of sins an everlasting life, and you will get to enjoy the most amazing thing in the entire universe. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.